T Network. All right, here we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another video. <laughs> really? Right in the middle of the intro. <laughs> like, Welcome, not, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode go. of BT Network. I'm your host, Dead Man. With me, as always, my brother DJ, the Grave Robber, and we are here at a later date. And this episode is brought to you by Magic the Gathering, bringing convicts together and friends apart since 1988. <laughs> Didn't Magic start in like '91, though? No. Yeah, '91 is where it became like super a huge thing. but like it was, it's already yeah, like, yeah people think yeah people think D starting the 80s where it actually started in the late 70s, 70s. yeah my dad played D in yeah. the late 70s yeah. anyway so what have you guys been up to what have you guys been playing what have you guys been uh consuming dj will start with you while he tries to prove me wrong uh most part working but on the time when, on my, uh, when i have time off i've been playing uh tiny tina's wonderland oh really you actually bought it you actually bought it Oh yeah, I mean, I, I uh, well, it was actually more of a gift. He, really? uh, yeah, nineteen ninety three. But yeah, the guy I work for, he actually gifted that to me. Well, he actually gave me the card, like the money to, uh, well, the card, the code to uh, pay for it because I was curious about the game. Uh, you know, because thanks while you know camelizing that engine, you know, I was like, yeah, I was like, he was yeah. like, yeah, like yeah, I know it's like a lot of work. You know what, dude? Like here, you know, like uh, going on to GameStop, like, what's the game you want? I was like. I want to play Tiny Tina's. It's like here, it's like, you're like go to a GameStop because they do like uh, they can put codes and receipt for whatever amount. You're like here, sixty five bucks, go get it. And I was like, okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> so how how is it? Uh, there's some good things and some bad things uh, about it. Like, um, uh, the the loot seems to be limited, right? You know, quite a bit limited. As compared, and like you know, like in Borderlands games, like you know, if you get level up, you you can progress, and, and you will get you know better, better gear and loot, you know, uh, legendaries and all that stuff. With Tiny Tina, no, you have to do a collecting quest, yeah, to do it. What they do is like they have like a loot luck system, and you have to get that higher and higher and higher by collecting dice, gaining levels. So there's actually like some other ways to get like some gear can you actually give you higher loot luck and that's how you're able to get like purples and uh golds right but yeah you can like really go through like the entire main quest and like mostly it might even go like get like green at the most maybe if you're lucky a blue without yeah it's so they got they got rid of what makes borderlands borderlands yeah it's like to get the good shit you have to basically Uh raise your loot luck and it was like what what is this like so pointless business where that's like 260 dice to get like throughout the entire game like you know uh, collecting and a bunch of side stuff and all that stuff that 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 increase that that's like a requirement you have to you know help that'll help tremendously that used to be per character like you have to collect 260 like each one and people are oh, like, no, fuck, fuck you. We ain't doing your, that bullshit. So they made that account wise. You do that with one character, 260 dice is uh, a, a account bound. And yeah. And uh, I've been hearing some like bad things about the DLC, like six to 10 minutes worth of content, <laughs> you know, per section. And it's like for like 10 bucks per DLC. So like a quick dungeon and you're done. <laughs> I mean, you, you get more, you, know, you get more loot, but like you know, the, the loot pool expands. Like it's so weird. Like you need the DLC to expand the loot to which mainstream Borderlands games are. Yeah. It's uh, fucking stupid. 
So they literally just got rid of everything that makes Borderlands Borderlands. The fucking loot. Yeah, it, it's it was so dumb. You can't get the good shit until you gain loot. I mean, like like progression will help you. Like gaining levels will help you get your loot, but you need. You know, I miss pearlescence. Huh? I miss pearlescence. That was yeah. that was the thing that was missing from the last couple of games. Yeah, per lessons, uh, per level. Actually, I mean, per level, you you know, loop. But yeah, basically, you want to get your loop low as high as possible. There's different ways oh, of doing that. that. And it was like, God dang, what the heck is wrong with you? And I, and I kind of get it too because, relatively, I think it's kind of a short game from what I'm from what I'm reading, and they're trying to like pad out the uh, game the, time the and shit. Yeah, because they because they sold this thing at full price, sixty seventy bucks, depending yeah. on your on your thing and it's like oh shit we gotta make sure people can get their money's worth so let's grind out luke luck and uh it's shit <laughs> and yeah no this was this is like a 40 this is a 40 dollar game base game at best yeah it kind of sounds like the division hey we've got replayability you're just gonna do the same shit but with different character names yeah but at least <laughs> for like exotics and you know like named items and shit like that like there's 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 the name is not a lot. a lot of trash. I was, I was gonna say it's not it's not a lot better. It's it's like minusculely better, but there's at least someone something there. Yeah, no. Nah. And the thing about the division is like because like with division, you know, if you go here, you can get an exotic or whatever. Yeah. With Tiny Tina, you have to do all this side stuff and like try to add your stuff in to get a chance before you can attempt to try to get an exotic. It's just yeah, that's ridiculous. Build. Yeah, but yeah, that that's. That, yeah, that's that, yeah, that that's crazy. And no, like for those of you who are, because I I do recommend playing it. It's it's Borderlands. I mean, come on, but get it on a discount. Get it like you know, get it when it's on sale, basically. Get it like on a ten dollars Steam sale kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now it's like forty with a base and like sixty if you get like the whole thing. Honestly, I would wait until it becomes cheaper. Uh, which will probably be like in a year, another year or two. But yeah, wait until it goes on sale before you get it because it's 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 still Borderlands. Like a lot of good stuff happens. Like I just got done playing a side quest with a parody of the Smurfs. They call them Murphs, and, and they turn and when they turn blue, it's a curse. They oh go God, rabbit. Murphs like the Nerf fucking mascot. Oh no. God, not Murph. <laughs> it's forty four dollars right now. On, it's forty four dollars right now on Steam. Not worth it. Yeah, no, you know, no. Wait, wait, wait till it becomes cheaper. But yeah, no. So, so what and, else have you been up to? Yeah, that's basically it. Okay, that's basically it. So. Great. I played Magic: The Gathering this week. <laughs> <laughs> the look he gives is just, just before he says a word with break. It's like motherfucker. <laughs> like we ain't done with this, bitch. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I I just think I just think uh, I'm just I'm gonna take it out of my deck. It's way too contentious. <laughs> it was contentious back in the fucking day. Yeah, it was. So, but I think the, the rulings the rulings don't cover certain things. So I'm just gonna get the fuck rid of it. The ruling says one damage per creature. You keep repeating it. It's not gonna. It, <laughs> yeah, not you're just gonna not win. gonna listen because you're stubborn as fuck and you think it's a kill all. Anyway, yeah, I played Magic the Gathering. We went. Oh, we went, we had a good game with our blue and white decks. Yeah, because there was no choking vines in it. We what? <laughs> 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 choking vines is green mana. I'm aware. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, anything without the stupid ass choking vines card gets <laughs> ugh sinfully manipulated and twisted around to try to seem like it's a kill all. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so I did that. Played a little bit of Division. That was fun, I guess. I think I played for like 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the manhunts aren't, they aren't rewarding. They're not. They're not. It's like you go through all this shit. You, you take over all these control points that you've already taken over dozens of times at this point. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, here's your stuff. And you get like shitty like gear equipment that's like oh yeah it's it's like gold level but it does two-thirds the damage of the shit you already have has no resale value and the junk parts don't get used for anything so mm -hmm. i'm like eh. if you like collecting weapons with names it's fun i guess but i don't I care do. if it has a name i want the functionality of it boomstick yeah oh yeah we played uh we played the the raid thing we, we tried the raid mechanic the, the the countdown oh yeah and tried countdown on there that that's, sucked that's interesting <laughs> that sucked <laughs> but it sucks because when you start out with like eight people in in this mission right and it's pretty cool everybody has armor buffs and everything but you you it's really luck of the draw because i got in there with eight people and i was the only one alive after like two and a half minutes dead man got in there with eight people and they actually completed it we know? didn't extract but we completed it yeah, yeah. They, they completed the mission but they didn't make it out you know so it's like I don't like that mechanic either. It's like, oh, here's a bunch of randos that are all just going to die. Good <laughs> luck finishing this mission on your own with these OP fucking, yeah, the like, the OP, like, cannon fodder enemies that take, you know, 40 million hit points to the face before they die. Literally 40 million. Yeah. Like, and then it's just me. <laughs> like, <laughs> just Grave Robber and his P90. Pretty much. <laughs> against the world. <laughs> <laughs> Great robber versus the world, dude. That's some bullshit. Sit there with your fucking. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, they do this. it. They do indeed, Mike. They do indeed. They catch the Smurf. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just. No, and yeah, no. They even call freaking the Smurf at uh, equivalents. Like, yeah, my. What was like. Uh wife or like something wife i forgot what it was it was something really fucking slutty i was like what the fuck but, then, <laughs> but, but she's everyone's wife so it makes sense <laughs> i mean there's a few people in that village but yeah that's pretty much all i've done this week oh no you know i went and got my um, uh, updated my voter registration got a driver's license coming in the mail all that fun stuff got all a job offer stuff. yeah so that's pretty cool Walked around downtown. Walked around downtown. Found a really cool antique shop. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I did play the countdown mode. I did... Uh... Well, I was watching some weird anime for a little bit. Uh, but I also... I finished the first season of Resident Evil, the show on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's not... I can see where I can see where people had a problem with it because there, it, it is like a completely separate lore from the games, but they have a fuck ton of Easter eggs in it. Like literally, we were watching an episode where uh, remember remember the tricell beginning where Wesker clones himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's part of the series. So that was part of the series where Wesker clones himself, and uh, uh, it, it was funny because one of the one of the clones was relating what happened to the OG Wesker, and he's like he's telling these these two other characters, and he's yeah, like, it was Bert. Yeah, Bert. Yeah, he, he's he's telling these two other characters. He's like, 
He's like, yeah, I'm a clone. The, the original Wesker, he died in a volcano. But anyways, uh, <laughs> breadsticks. Fucking, and it, yeah. and like, it's so fucking, it was so funny. Like, just how well he delivered the line. Bert's fucking awesome, dude. And, or when you see Al and Bert in the same room. Yeah. And he was like, you didn't know, we're clones, we know. And he's clones. like, yeah. <laughs> so Bert yeah, they, Wesker, Jesus. Yeah, Christ. remember him? The, 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 the id? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the extended lore, and yeah, god dang it, dude. I hated that character. <laughs> dude, Burt Wesker in the show was great, Bert's though. Burt's nuts. Burt is nuts. Uh, would I recommend it? Only if you're a diehard Resident Evil fan. Uh, that's the only way I could possibly recommend that that, that show. Uh, there's and, uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah, don't be like me. Like, let go of the, uh, no, this didn't happen, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. What is this? You know, like, yeah. yeah, don't do that. You're going to yeah. just ruin the show for yourself. Uh, uh, honestly, I, I can see a lot of reasons like why people didn't like the show. Like Easily, easily I can spot like a whole fucking bunch of reasons. They try way too hard to Tarantino it, first of all. Like, like every, every, they're telling the story disjointed. Like, the story disjointed. It's like, oh, we're now in the present. Now we're in the past. Now we're in the present. Dude, and it just switches. Now we're in the past. <laughs> We're in the present. This is an action scene. Now we're in the past. Fuck. Like, <laughs> uh, but like, it, it only only watch it if you're a diehard Resident Evil fan. You're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we watched the first episode of Sandman. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. It's okay. It's beautiful. <laughs> if you love Sandman, if you love Sandman, you're gonna love this show. This has direct frames from the comic it has the even the glass sphere he's kept in has the spikes on the inside with the brace and yes they kept the sun the sun is still gay uh there was there was no 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 the reason i'm bringing this up is because there was a lot of controversy surrounding sandman mm-hmm. and neil gaiman was like i'm the one that worked on this show everything you see that changed from the comic books to the show is my fucking choice if you don't like that you don't like sandman go fuck yourself mm-hmm. End of story. That's what that's that's was his whole statement. But there was people that were like, "Well, where in Sandman? At what page does the does the gay character come out?" Uh, page fucking one, <laughs> literally page one. There is a gay character on the page. Yeah. So like like the idea that Neil Gaiman in his writing and his comics never had representation and he's going woke is a complete and utter fabrication by fucking fanboys. Yeah, no, I I, I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I have a love-hate uh, relationship with the, the Sandman community because it's one of those, yeah. like, everyone thinks they're right. And the worst part is, it's like, it's one of those stories where it can be left up to interpretation unless you literally talk to the guys like, oh, no, this is how it is. Or he's like, no, figure it out. So everyone's like, it's like one of those, God damn it, people, shut the fuck up. And yeah. what get, what gets me the most? I, I like I'll never feel like I found a forum, and like and it's like yeah, this like oh yeah, I know everything about Sandman and, and, and all this other stuff, and like yeah, but the guy literally said that this is not the case. It's literally this, and he's like no, no, like no, I know about it. You know, like I I've been reading all this back and forth, and and like and and I and I and I type and I type like yeah that's right you know more about the actual creator of this thing yeah go ahead and hip check them into your whirlpool of wisdom there yeah no <laughs> shit like, right the f- how the fuck are you going to disagree with Neil Gaiman about something he wrote 
it's so weird. It's like, but these people do. A lot of a lot of them do. Not everyone, but a lot of them do. They think they know it more than him. And it's like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, like like this like this idea that oh, uh, death is being played by a person of color. Oh, death is she looks like this, and it's like death is a shapeshifter. They're all shapeshifters, all of them. The only yeah. thing we know about death is that she has a pronoun, her. Yeah, it is a she, her. Yeah, I mean that's all. That yeah, is think, it. Yeah. Think of Ghostbusters. It's like I thought Ghost was a man. It's ever. It's whatever it wants to be. It's whatever it wants to be. Gozer is whatever Gozer wants to be. That's that's the new gender. Gozer gender. Gozer from now on. But Gozer's everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like I I don't know, dude. Like I I had a lot of fun with the first episode. Grave Robber's not really a a a, a Neil Gaiman fanboy like you and i or lofus for that for that uh measure uh so <laughs> the slow burn dynamic it, it's kind of wearing on them and i and i, and I understand like a, a lot oh, yeah. of this stuff is for people like us who are yeah. you know what i mean we know the characters in the low and everything else yeah yeah i i can understand if people can't get into it because it is a slow burn it's a very slow burn but if you power through it i promise you it's perhaps one of the most profound stories in perhaps a fucking decade Maybe oh, yeah, more. Last twenty five years, yeah. You know, at least, you know. But uh, power through it. <laughs> Sandman is good and the onion rings came out great. Way to go, Mike. But let's go ahead and get into some articles. Speaking of Ghostbusters though, uh, let me get this going. Uh it turns out we have a new game coming out, and honestly, I don't I don't like it. Spirits Unleashed. This is Ghostbusters. Uh, Spirits Unleashed, a four versus one complete multiplayer game. Oh god, another we'll, one. Another yeah. one. Christ. We'll arrive in the midst <laughs> we'll arrive in the midst of spooky season. It hits October eighteenth on PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, and Series X. Uh, you can play as a ghost or one of the four Ghostbusters trying to hunt it down with the gadgets, so yada yada yada. And we have a trailer here, so let's take a look at the trailer. Yeah, we saved the world a few times. But between that, we provided a needed service to the masses. I can't hear you. That's where you come in. We're that passing the Winston. torch, or better yet, passing the particle thrower, giving you the tools. Pause the charm. Now let's see if you have the talent. Keep your head up and your equipment charged. We're a team working together to watch each other's back. Now I know you're still a ghost-busting trainee, but there's much more here than meets the eye. Take a look at this. You have the chance to see firsthand what exists on the other side. <laughs> Catching ghosts is only the half of it. So you want to play as a ghost? I'd like to see you try to take on my team. I'm not say, impressed. I, I will say this. Perhaps the Ghostbusters property is honestly one of those tailor-made for this type of game. You know, the four-on-one. You know, because there's four Ghostbusters and one ghost, so... Yeah, it does make sense, in a, you know, but it's one of those. 
I'm so sick of the four on one genre. Yeah. Yeah, what was uh what was uh what was what was that game with all the monsters that you're supposed to play like that? Like, oh, the first one Evolve, or the old the old Evolve. school Evolve. Yeah. That Fucking one. Valve, you know, started this bullshit, you know. That was fucking awful and I, I don't know i don't so dead by daylight ghostbusters yeah like it, it's not I, it's not it doesn't appeal to me is it friday the 13th yeah the same kind of thing it doesn't yeah. appeal to me i'm not i'm not impressed mm. i'm not impressed and maybe they're just garnering money for the next uh for the next movie in the franchise you think that maybe that's what it's that's what they're trying to do no i don't think so mm. you don't think so yeah i mean i it, think it, they're it, just looking for a cash cow yeah, I mean, you know, like you know what yeah. kids are talking about dead by daylight on that tic tac app uh honestly <laughs> the um i mean if that was the case i mean i'd, I'd be all for it. i mean you know go nuts but i you know, like i said i mean i'm not i probably won't play this for a very long time because like i said it's simply the genre but i will give it a pass because it's you know it's just it's 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 re introducing more of the of the franchise and uh you know proper not that 2016 bull crap we got you know let let, let, let that you know it's dead now it's time for it to rot and be forgotten so yeah i mean like that the, the 2016 movie i know they had the best intentions like yeah. i know they did i know they did but I mean, the difference is you can't just throw four random comedians in there, dude, because no. the original Ghostbusters, man, they, they fucking all worked together a lot before that. They had an actual chemistry. They had a bounce. Yeah, they yeah. had an energy. They knew they knew how to work with each other. Yeah, no, and I, I always say, like, this is an easy fix, an easy fix. Don't reboot it because the Ghostbusters are, nom- are synonymous with these four characters. Don't reboot it. Make it a sequel and a Passion of the Torch film. Bam, problem well, solved. And then we got Afterlife, which was fucking amazing. Exactly, because they because they figured it out. Like it took one one uh, third party guy to tell him, like, dude, stop rebooting. Pass the torch. You can you can you can you, you don't have to change. You, you can have all four of the ladies. That's not a problem. Yeah. Just give the old school the blessing. Yeah. That's it. That's Just make it make all sense. you needed. That's <laughs> literally all you needed. And Sony well, I mean, couldn't figure this out with with their how many executives and how much money they just threw at. Well, also the director they chose was not the right one for the for that job. Mm. That guy was known for directing comedy chick flicks. He directed uh, uh, what uh, Anna Kendrick scene one, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. He did Pitch Perfect. He did Pitch Perfect two and three. And I, I, I guess because they were going to have an all-female cast of comedians, they were like, oh, well, let's get this guy. He knows how to work with female comedians. But the, there was there was no dynamic to them. There was no – there was the, the humor in it was so so uh, so, so, so spread. Yeah. You they know threw, what I mean? It yeah. was, they threw they jokes threw, at the wall and see what sticks. That's and instead of – yeah, instead of cutting out the ones that didn't, they just left it all in. You know, and, and it was it was bad. And sometimes they just let it go on and on. Yeah, like, and, you know, like and, once and, a man know, gets her, gets possessed, and the black woman's like, you know, slapping her. I'm like, yeah, kill the seed, cut, cut the seed. We're done. Stop, the, please. Yeah, she screams, "The devil is a liar," and then starts the whole the power of Christ compels you bullshit. Like that's never been a fucking Ghostbuster thing. In fact, they actually made fun of. Of, of of you know biblical things being involved in what they were doing yeah when fucking winston asks ray do you believe in god what is ray says never met him never met him 
And Wizards like, they, like they're making they're making fucking light of uh, they're making light of you know this biblical times being involved in what they do, and it's like no, there's nothing biblical about this. But the the idea that they're trying to to, to put that in there, I don't know what they were thinking. Like it, like it seems like such a, a a racist stereotype thing, and it 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 it, 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 it killed Bill Murray's whole fucking appearance. Like, like that was right on. That was right after Bill Murray's fucking cameo, yeah. and it, it just it just murdered the whole fucking scene. And it was like, God damn it! And like, yeah, but like, like yeah, it, it, it was just birdshot. It was birdshot against the target to see what landed, and and it, more often than not, they didn't hit shit. The most consistently funny character was uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Because yeah. he was literally on the screen for no longer than he needed to be. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he and he was, was a freaking having idiot fun. in the film. God damn it, you know? And he yeah. was having fun, though. Like, he was yeah. having a lot of fun on that, on that set. They even talked about, like, like how much fun like he, like he was having and, like, how... I'm like, how is it that the non-comedy actor is the one that's the best, the best comedy deliverer right? of that film? Honestly, I think he just... He read the script like, okay, I know what this is. Fuck it. Let's just have fun. Let's just go for it, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's honestly what it was. It's like, you know what? I don't have to beat, but I will. <laughs> yeah. I'll I mean, fucking like, Thor. I'm going to survive this. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to have a career afterwards. <laughs> Pretty much, fucking, you know? uh, The only one that even resembled an old school Ghostbuster like mentality was Holtz. I don't remember their yeah. names. That's true. Uh, the tall, tall, skinny, blonde one with the glasses. Yeah, I was like, why couldn't they be Egon's daughter? We, you know, or, like, you know, something. Her, his student, his... his exactly. His something. I mean, I'm like, oh, my God, dang. Like, you got something. That, that's the worst part. It's like, it could have been something. Yeah, they, they, it, they had... De- they even had decent references. Mm-hmm. You're the mayor from Jaws. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm not the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> like, I like that line. I was like, okay, that's that's fucking funny. That was. That's that was. funny. Like, when you call somebody the mayor from Jaws and how bad they're fucking up. Like, that's beautiful. But, like, I'm like, one fucking good joke and literally 20 minutes of fucking footage. Like, come on, man. Like, that that was such a, that was such a, a miss. But then you have... Then you have Jason Reitman taking over for for Ivan Reitman for the for the Ghostbusters Afterlife, mm-hmm. who who went back, got all the other Ghostbusters, got permission from his dad, pointers from his dad, got pointers from Dan Aykroyd. You know what I mean? Like composited this back to the way it should have been. Put Finn Wolfhard, who was the one of the biggest names at the time because of fucking uh, Stranger things. Stranger Things, and then it yeah. and it. And made him a side character instead of, like, the main focus. Yeah. No, what we got was another Spengler. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Afterlife, you could tell that there was, like, love for the original Ghostbusters material. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. It's like, you know, it's like, this is the Spengler family. God, it's all back. I'll tell <laughs> you. Oh, I was like, my heart. It's, and, like, it's, the weird it's, shit, it's too. It's like, yeah, yeah, like like when the mom is possessed and the weird shit, and he fucking gives her the flowers, she just starts eating it. Like, <laughs> and dude, I'm sorry. Like, I I cheered so much throughout the entire film. Like, freaking uh, Vince Clortho finally got some <laughs> after what thirty years, thirty forty years. Yeah, and, and, and there was no like, I am the I am this. I no no. He was like, mm, like no, screw this. Like, there's no wasting time. This. Time. 
What do you say? I like your face. And she goes, thanks. Like, oh I God, fucking... I love this fucking the, film. I can't wait for the second... I can't wait. I, I I, can't wait. I want it now. Yeah, and you know, the, the idea that... Uh, the idea that there, there were so many people complaining that, oh, they made Egon this dickhead. And, oh, why did all his friends abandon Egon? I'm like, well, did you pay, not pay attention to the first two films? Egon is an asshole. He really He's is. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> He's a dickhead. Know, he right? is mean. He is he, cruel. He literally <laughs> took puppies away from children just to see what the reaction would be. Yeah. I mean, like, what was that line? It's like, yo, like, I would thank me. He got slime. That's great. Say something for me. Say something for me. Right? Yeah, say something like, for me. It's like he doesn't ask if he's okay. He asks, like, hey, no. I want a sample. <laughs> Give me a sample of that. Fuck, 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 Vinkman. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, like, I'm, and it's the thing. Like, like I say, the only thing I can argue is like you know, them abandoning them. It's like it's like one of those because Egon's like one they they listen to it constantly. Yeah. And the only ways I could see them abandoning because on because of Vinkman because like where's the money in it for me? Like you know where's the fame? Where's the you know what what's in it for me type of deal? Well, especially after Ghostbusters yeah. too, where they all yeah. like Vinkman had a TV show, Ray had a mm-hmm. successful bookshop, Winston started a business, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then what did Egon have? Egon was always, always, always suspicious that the threat never ended. And yeah, we do know that always. the games are canon. The games took, the game, Ghostbusters, took a place immediately after Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, he was always convinced that the threat never ended. Mm-hmm. And while the rest of them were like, dude, we, we saved the fucking world. Let's move on. Like, we can build a business. We can do other things. Egon was the one that was obsessed and said, the threat's not done. Yeah. The threat's not done. We have to continue to be vigilant. And so you can imagine, even if your best fucking friend is like that, you know, even if your best friend somebody who's just constantly, you know what I mean, like talking about doomsday and the end of the world and looking for patterns and shit like that, you're going to get fucking tired of them. Like, yeah, it doesn't sad, matter. It's yeah, it's sad, but it's the truth, you know. Um, although I, I was, ho- I, I, uh, I guess, I guess Ray, I, I expected Ray to stick with Egon, but I mean, that's how, after a while, like the money didn't come in. There was you know, like, they couldn't support financially anymore. So, yeah. oh, you know, I, I think I get it now. It was, it was more practical. It's like, yeah, it, yeah it was like, yeah, we could go after this, but we, we, we have no money. Like we have, we, we, we have to like get real jobs and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I love, like it was hinted that Winston actually, kept Egon's farm, yeah. you know, you know, for going bankrupt and stuff like that. And like I said, like there's one Easter egg I'm, I'm hoping they'll completely confirm. Like when Winston at the end said, I had one employee. I'm hoping you wanted to be the, I wanted to be the freaking newbie, the intern from the game. The intern, <laughs> there you go. The intern, you know, that was his name. You know, I was like, I wanted like, you know, that was his one employee. And now bam, you know, and I, and I do love the idea that the last thing that, uh, uh, what's e- Egon? The, his actor. What, what, is, what is his name? Uh, dang. Wait. I, I referred to them by their name by their fucking screen name so much I forgot his goddamn acting name. Oh jeez, I gotta look uh, it up. Aykroyd? Huh? No. Dan Aykroyd? No, 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 that's, no that's no, that's Bill uh, Murray. that's Ray Stans. Bill Murray. Mm, that's no. Minkman. Harold Ramis. Hell Ramis, Ramis, that's him. Thank you. Hell Ramis, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we, we're hardcore fans. Didn't even know that much. I'm a shit. I only myself. know them by their last names. So yeah, well, <laughs> when you refer to them by their first names, I'm just fucking lost. <laughs> Egon, yeah, Egon, Egon Spengler, yeah. Uh, I, I do love the idea that that Harold Ramis's last Ghostbuster thing was. I'm glad I got name. it by Harold Ramis because I don't know Winston's actual actor name. So Harold Ramis, yeah, we got it by <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ernie Hudson. That's his name. Ernie Hudson. There we go. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's um, I, I I am proud. I am very happy that he worked on something that was canon. That he gave us one last Egon. Mm. You know what I mean? And the idea that that the, that this new movie and its continuation is going to focus, continue to focus on the Spangler family. Yeah. And what they've continued to do for the years. Like I like that. I like that aspect. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Spangler family, uh being led one, by the old uh, the uh, the old school uh the three uh surviving members leading them and making them understand. One last project before Egon. Boo. Oh, Boo. Come on, man. Come on. Boo. You were a vegan. Now you will be gone. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, I, I love talking about Ghostbusters. We could talk about it all day, but let's move on to another update to FIFA. Uh, FIFA, yes. apparently, EA honors 99% discount price error on football's new game edition. They are just, they're, they're just, they're not having a good year. They are not having a good year. EA has admitted scoring a pretty spectacular own goal after mistakenly pricing FIFA 23 Ultimate on India's Epic Games Store at four dollars and eighty or four four dot eighty rupees or six cents. Six or cents. Six. If I had a if I had an Indian account, holy shit, I I would have bought it for that. Like what? Oh yeah, okay, this is worth this price. Wow. Fuck it. Buyers rushed to to pre-order the game last month after a disappointment. Dude, explain that at the stockholder meeting. (laughs) Imagine the guy that fucked that up. Imagine the guy that fucked that up. All right, so did you list? Did you list the pre-listing? The the pre-order? Yeah. All right, we just we just sold out. So how? Congratulations, boss. Yeah, like, like this is selling more than Call of Duty ever did. (laughs) Holy crap! (laughs) I just want to cover the base. Yeah. What did you list the price as? Uh, 9.99%. 10% off, basically. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. But sales are through the roof. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'll, just pack, my, I'll, just, I'll just pack my stuff. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. We're the best-selling game of all time now. <laughs> and we made $12. <laughs> <laughs> but... but Hey, Buff, you're focusing on the wrong part. The people are happy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> just have your shit. You know, but lunch. You had to lunch. Just, just go. Just, just fucking go. Somebody fix that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fuck. Uh, the yeah, game's publisher since has since came ever. We made twelve bucks. <laughs> we made twelve bucks. <laughs> They agreed to honor the bargain pre-purchases. So, I mean... Uh, yeah, <laughs> technically speaking, they had no choice because it already changed, money already changed hands and they have proof of purchase, so... Yeah. Yeah, that, that could end in a fucking bait-and-switch lawsuit. Yeah. Totally. And that is, they, they have had enough lawsuits this year. Yeah, and Holy that's a country, shit. and they're going up against a country. Yeah, no, they're not going <laughs> to... Against yeah. India, where the where the trade commission is ruthless. Yeah, it's one of those. They had no choice because you knew you knew if it was any place they couldn't get away with it. They was like, nah, fuck you. But no, nah. money changed hands. Proof of purchase, six cents, baby. That's <laughs> it. Here, here in America, they can, they have loopholes they can exploit. Right? They have purchase. They have purchase yeah. or or what's called uh, uh, market price loopholes. In the Depending EU, on the it's states. the same. Uh, well, the same thing with the EU. They have market price, you know, loopholes they can in India. None of that shit exists. Mm. None of that shit is. There's no fucking loopholes in India. 
But is it a good game? Mike Smith asks. I don't know. I've never. I haven't even played FIFA. FIFA. Hey, for six cents, I got my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for six cents, it'll for keep you occupied cents. for a little while. Yeah. For six cents, I'd play it for a little while. I'd, I'd, play, I'd put a couple hours into it. Yeah, <laughs> what they're gonna do? They're gonna be like, you know what? I got this. You know, the guy around lunchtime. You're still here? Yeah. Here's an idea. Loot crates. Fuck. No. Get out. We Wait. can make our money back on loot crates. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I'm not sending that lady again with the surprise mechanics bullshit. <laughs> Get out. I mean, it's, it's basically like a slot machine. I we're aware, and the idea that you're saying this on an open microphone is disturbing me. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, the announcement in May that they are ending their partnership with EA is a 29 year partnership, and they are fucking gone. And I am just. This is one of the funniest fucking things ever, and. I don't think I don't think a fuck up that bad has happened in quite a long time. I I can't think of something that happened like that bad for years. I think the last thing I can think of was Battlefield Five when they offered it for two dollars instead of twenty. Yeah, I think so. The only thing I could think that could rival it was that it was kind of a hacks, but if you knew it, back in the GameCube days, like uh they had that that, that GameCube special where you get that that Zelda game, uh, I think it was the yeah, Zelda yeah. Four, the four game pack. The thing is, they would keep they kept it separate from the box. It's like you have to it was like on the retail, and like you know, they they were uh, put on the retail market. But the thing is, if you scan it, it was one penny. I just want the yeah. game one penny. It was a hacks, but the thing is, like since, since Nintendo separated in their wisdom, they separated from the box. So yeah, I was like, no, I just want the game. It's like okay, they scan it, one penny. I shit you not. That's how I got my hands. I got my hands on like two of those things. So like, yeah, because Resident Evil Zero did the same thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think I think it did. Yeah, it. it <laughs> yeah, Resident because it was a, it was Resident Evil Zero and One and then Chapter One and Two, and and it was the it was a two disc game set. You had to get by one and one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a tri- it was a triple thing. Uh, was zero, it a triple one thing? and four? Zero yeah. one, something like that. But yeah. I know Resident Evil made the exact same mistake. So there was yeah. a lot of. Resident Evil Zeros like were flooded in GameStop shelves because it was yeah, a like, shit game. You get you the game and trade that shit in. Nice profit right there. <laughs> oh yeah. man! I mean, but, God, that's why you don't remember. separate from the box companies. You know, seriously. <laughs> well, remember what was happening at the time? Everybody was buying GameCubes because mm-hmm. it came with I forgot what what uh, what accessory at the time that they had included, and. Uh, they were buying them up by the... F- oh, no, no. It was the special editions that they were buying up. It was the gold editions that they were buying up, the Zelda ones, mm-hmm. for Wind Waker. Yeah. And people were just buying them up, and then they would take the GameCube and just throw away everything else. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And like, and then that, that was the one that had the uh, the, the, the the extra games, like, but it was separate. Yeah. And yeah, no, I was like, no, nah, I just want that. I mean, you know, fuck the games. Give me that. And it was like, okay, yeah, but- it's here. And- People would people would buy the fucking uh, the gold GameCube on the on the third market on the second hand market, and be like, "Where's the free game?" Well, the free game was a disc that they had in the cardboard of the box. So like Nintendo was getting millions of complaints. So the next time they did the re release, they separated the box game into a into a disc itself. Hmm. It was great. <laughs> it was great though. Like I got I think I got like two copies of that. And... Yeah, like. Here you go. I lost them. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, because like it, it wasn't a complete hack because they kind of karma. I was like, 
eventually did like one per customer because they they quickly realized what people were doing. And it was like, ah, fuck. So and it only worked at Toys R Us. Yeah, and Walmart, but depending on oh, the Walmart, Walmart though. Yeah, and depending on the Walmart, because like, that's where I got my tools from Walmart. But yeah, it was Toys R Us and Walmart that uh, allow that because Walmart doesn't give a fuck. I mean, they don't care. They yeah, don't fucking so, care. But it's yeah, no. but but after a while, I was like, no. One across the board and <laughs> one per customer, goddammit. We're getting fucking Zelda games just thrown in the fucking trash. Speaking of like that though, I saw I saw uh, uh I saw a video, I think it was a TikTok or, or YouTube short, where this guy was cleaning up Walgreens from uh that had been built in nineteen ninety four and the shelves installed in nineteen ninety five and it took all the shelves out, you know, like the rods yeah, that are yeah. sitting in the concrete. And so midway through his walk where all the shells were taking out, there was a Pokemon booster pack, oh, second edition, sealed underneath. Oh, shit. Underneath one of the shells. And I was like, that's worth money, you lucky fuck. Like, Jesus shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, like, I, 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 we've, we've found some weird shit like that, working security, like all three of us have. Oh, yeah. What what did you find, DJ? You found that you found something weird one time that was worth money. Uh, oh shit. Fuck, I don't remember. It was like so long ago, back in two thousand four, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. you were working, you were working that that one job with a, with a truck yard, mm-hmm. and somebody had abandoned the truck on your yard for like mm-hmm. two weeks, and you had to go identify it. And you found That's something right, yeah. cool in there, and I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it was like a shit. I forgot. Fuck, I, I honestly forgot. But I was a dumbass and I reported it in. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you know that that's probably why I forgot. I was like, yeah, I don't remember this anymore. But yeah, I reported it in. Because <laughs> like, like, no, like this truck was sitting and no one knew what the fuck it was. I was like, and it was a sleeper yeah. cab too. Like I saw it. Hmm. Like I went to his work and I was because he was like, you know how to identify the shit. And I was like, well, where's the where's the LIC number? Usually the LIC numbers. And he was like, there is none. And I was like, that's bullshit. There has to be one. So I literally drove from my house on the west side over Trans Mountain to the other side. <laughs> and I went to his work. And there was sure as shit, there was no LIC number. Mm-hmm. There was no uh, there was no other number. Like, we, we had to get into the cab uh, to try to identify it. And while I was outside looking up the serial numbers on the inside of the bumper, where they usually are, the, the, the tag IDs, DJ found something cool, but I can't remember what the fuck it was. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. I honestly fucking can. It's like, God damn it. I was a good boy, you know. I was like doing my <laughs> job, you know. Yeah, fuck that shit. What I mean, was? What, what I became was more cynical after that. Yeah, no shit. You would have fucking nowadays. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I was like, wait, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna feed this stereotype this one time. <laughs> what was something cool you found on fucking like security? Sixty five dollars in the bushes by the pool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They were all rolled up too, like it just fell out of someone's pocket or bag. Oh. So I was locking down the pool, making sure all the lights were off, turn off the heater and everything for the night. And I always check the bushes for shit like glass and all that because I just bottles. I, yeah, I, I had to kill like twenty minutes for my patrol anyway. And I found sixty five bucks in cash. That's like the coolest thing I found. Other than that, you know, your typical stuff and golf balls and half packs of cigarettes and shit. Yeah, I found a gun one time. And it was a really nice gun, but it was a—it uh, was one of those like, oh, 
in this neighborhood, this thing has bodies on it. <laughs> I'm not keeping this. <laughs> Give up the serial I, number. <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah, <laughs> so I, know, I was right? like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call the cops on this one. Let them deal with it. And they were like, and then when they showed up, they were like, well, do you have it? And I'm like, no, bitch, it's over for a fucking I didn't even fucking touch it. I'm not touching that fucking <laughs> thing, that's dude. A, that's probably a crime scene. Fuck you. <laughs> it was a, it was a, a fucking, it was a Springfield, one of the first like XDM types mm. that they had. And it had the, the, the extended mag, of course. Oh, of course. And it had the, the, the long slide with a little su- the suppressor on it and everything else. And I was like. That is a really nice guy. I know what that is. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. That's a nice fucking. I'm not touching it. Fucking went to the. Called 911. Went to the fucking guard check. I was like, hey, I got a report a weapon found. And they came and they were like, they're like, oh, so where do you have it? Have you secured it? And I'm like, I didn't even fucking touch it, bro. You're not getting my prints on that bitch. It's over <laughs> in the fucking bushes. Go get it. Right. And they're like, they were pissed at me. They were like, oh, really? And I was like, I'm not yeah. putting my prints on that. Yeah, I'm like, brown and in Florida, bro. I'm not touching that. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> they were all upset, though. Yeah, like proper procedure, anybody? <laughs> God damn it, dude. Like that one time the fucking cop told me to take my firearm out of my holster. Like, no. are you insane, bro? <laughs> are you nuts? Ew. Have I told you that story? Have I said that story on this, on this show? I don't know. I don't think you told I, it on the show. But. I don't think I told it on the show. So I get pulled over on my way to work, and it was one of my it was my first week with a firearm, and uh, I get pulled over because I don't know they got pulled over all the fucking time going to that job. Well, you were driving that Scirocco. I was literally driving like an '87 Scirocco. That thing was loud as shit, and I the, guess the they, the door handles were fucking coat hanger wire through a hole. Yeah, for one <laughs> of them. And uh, I get pulled over, and I got I got my I got my 17, my Glock 17 on my hip. And the cop comes up, and he's like, oh, well, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to work, bro. Where else would I go dressed like this? <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, is, 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 is that firearm loaded? I'm like, it's loaded. It's hot. It's one in the chamber. And he goes, go ahead. Take that out of the holster and secure for me. And I got my hands on the <laughs> steering wheel, on the dash. You know what I mean? And he goes, go ahead and uh, take that out of the holster and secure for me. And I go, nope. <laughs> I am not touching And he goes, excuse me? No, sir. Not touching that firearm. And he goes, really? Are you disobeying an order? Yeah, he, yeah, that's what he told me. He goes, are you disobeying one of my orders? And I said, sir, I'm not reaching for that firearm. I will gladly step out of the vehicle. You can disarm me and secure it yourself. But I'm not reaching for that fucking phone. Fu- I'm not reaching for that fucking gun. I think you even said something like, this is how news articles happen. Like- I think so. I think I was being a dick at that time. But he was, oh, yeah, I was. Because he was, he was, goes, we're really doing this? And I go, sir, this is how stories happen. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, fine, get out of the vehicle. So I literally put my hands out of the vehicle like that. <laughs> and, like literally, like uh, like outside the, uh, he's just, oh, really? And I'm like, yes, sir, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I fucking get up, I stand out, I lock my fingers, put them on the back of my fucking head, and I'm facing the cruiser. And he's, and he's just like, oh. Is there a trick to this holster or anything? I go, no, sir, it's retention. So he pulls the fucking weapon out. He takes the magazine. He pops one in the chamber, and he throws him in my, in my back seat. And I, and, I, and I, with my fucking hand, walk towards the back of the car and put myself between his cruiser and my car. And he's like, where, the, where are you going? And I go, sir. Making sure I'm on camera. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be anywhere near that firearm, sir. I'll be back here. 
And he was like, are you fucking serious right now? And I'm like, dude, you stopped me, bro. Yeah, like, I'm wasting your fucking time because now I'm late for work and I'm going to get yelled at. <laughs> and like, fuck this, dude. It was like, and yeah, he was all pissy with me. And I, but I, I got left off with a fucking warning because he couldn't grab me for anything. But dude, I was just like, on, congratulations, dude, 45 fucking minutes. Like, like I'm not going to be anywhere near that goddamn firearm. <laughs> and he was like, well, you can load it in. I put it back in the holster. Window. I'll, I'll take care of that when I get to work. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not. <laughs> I'll do it when I get to work. I'm not touching it. Yeah. So he gets back in his cruiser, and I'm like, Am I free to go? He goes, Yeah, you're free to go. Have a good night. I'm like, Yeah, okay, yeah, you too, boss. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was probably like, God dang it. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't get to shoot him in the neck. Damn. <laughs> like, Couldn't kill a brown boy today. Oh man. So this close. close. This close. <laughs> Uh, let's cover this real quick and then we'll move on to the next section because this is, because, uh, there's a lot of been, uh, been a lot of companies fucking up and Ubisoft is one of them. So Ubisoft is going to shut down multiplayer and online services for 15 games in September. We don't know for how long. That's just the thing. Uh, it says here September 1st, but it's going to include Assassin's Creed, Far Cry 3, Splinter Cell, Prince of Persia, and a lot other ones, but we don't know for how long. I mean, so, they're all kind of old games. Does it really yeah, these matter? are older games, but people still play them. Okay. Ghost Recon. Rayman Legends, really? Silent Hunter 5. All right, you know what? If you're still playing these old-ass games in 2022... And expecting multiplayer. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, multiplayer online. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, seriously, like, what the heck? I was probably I, still around, these multiplayer yeah. and uh, online stuff. Like, have you tried getting into a Battlefield 4 lobby lately? Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, sure. After you wait for two and a half minutes, it'll load in, but you're still the only fucker there. Why not just shut him down? Like, <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, because people are still fucking paying for those, like, private servers. Like, the $75 a year. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. You know what? If they pay, you know, they'll, they'll keep it going. They'll keep it going. They're making money. But let's go ahead and dead that and move on to the next subject, shall we? <laughs> So, I wanted to get into Sandman a little bit, because honestly, uh, this, this, was one of the, this is one of the few things that uh, a lot of people like Lofus look forward to, DJ look forward to it, I look forward to it, mm -hmm. and so far it's been really highly received. But there has been a lot of fucking criticisms, and I'm still not sure why. <sighs> Because people think they know more than the actual people. Like, like, look at Cowboy Bebop. Christ. Yeah, yeah. So they they did have a film that was supposed to be uh, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It got abandoned. Uh, HBO and Fox also tried to, but Neil Gaiman like literally stabbed the fucking Fox deal in the back and then set it on fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the whole thing with Fox was uh, came right after Firefly was canceled. And Joss Whedon and uh, Nathan Fillion both know Neil Gaiman. And they talked to Neil Gaiman about how Fox had fucked them over for Firefly. And so mm. Neil Gaiman pulled his whole fucking thing from Fox. They were like, well, can we still have this side character? And he was like, you can't have a goddamn thing. Uh, well, wait, was this for a TV show or a movie? TV show. Okay, yeah. Because a movie, you could somewhat trust Fox on movies. But yeah, TV shows, nah, fuck them. Seriously, they don't no. know shit. 
Yeah, but I mean, this is this is funny. It says the adaptation could have been disastrous. Surprisingly, it's not. The series admittedly sets up this complex world in a way that doesn't feel hard to follow or like too much information with made up magical terms is being thrown at us at once. I mean, Grave Robert, you're the only one here without fucking full knowledge of Sandman. How, how did you feel the pace was? I kind of zoned out after about ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> he, I can like, see the, that. The main character does look exactly like Dream in the comics, though. Really does. Like, exactly, with the hair and everything. So this is, the, and this is the reason I kind of wanted to bring this up. Uh, it's it, also, it just uses common magic terms, but used incorrectly. Like, oh, I have Mary Magdalene's grimoire. What? Oh, you got her fucking diary. You're going to do something special with that. If you wanted Mary Magdalene's magical spells, you should have found her Book of Shadows. That's what that's for. Oh, grimoire yeah. is literally a journal. Like, <laughs> well, look. I mean, they, they try to be like you know, like more old school, and uh, they, they they go with a lot of terminology in Sandman. I mean, yeah, I get it, Gray, but it's just how how the world works in Sandman. Because yeah, it's like, oh, Mary Magdalene's grimoire. If I can open it at a random page, today my boyfriend fed five thousand people with five fish. Incredible. Hmm. Yep, that's <laughs> useful. <laughs> All right, we're going to make a spell out of that. <laughs> we're going to call it the fish and bread special. <laughs> now, the, one of the reasons hey, I kind of wanted to get into right? One of the reasons I kind of wanted to get into Sandman was because... Uh, Bottomless right? carp and carbs. <laughs> carp and carbs. That's not bad. That's not bad. Actually. I like that. I, like I would that. steal that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, was because I earlier said that Neil Gaiman is essentially responsible for the new romance and gothic look that we have today. Uh, Grave Robber says that it was more a Poe thing that has the whole thing, but I say it was Neil Gaiman's entire aesthetic of black on black on black with the crosses and chains and the spiky hair and the emo do. I attribute all of that to Neil Gaiman. Hmm. And I kind of, because we're older, DJ, I kind of wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I can understand Gray saying, like, you know, Edgar Allan Poe, but uh, I think about Poe, um, we look at the aesthetics of it all. Poe was kind of like, you know, the, just like a dark edge type of deal. You know, like, you know, there's darkness, but like not as much as uh, Sandman. And uh, everything in Sandman is just so, it's so aesthetically beautiful. Yeah. But I, I was saying that the the whole modern goth look was born from Neil Gaiman. So when yeah. did the Sandman stuff come out? 88. Mm-hmm. No, 80, 80 something. Hold on. It was in the 80s. So. It was in the 80s. It was in the late 80s. Uh, it just says here, right? It said here. Yeah, because um, uh, yeah, I, I Sandman 89. I would 80, say also perhaps like, you know, some of that... Uh, the heavy metal scene, perhaps like you know, like the more underground metal helped help with that. Uh, it was a look as top, well, dude. was it? Yeah, where scroll down a little bit, slow the fuck down. <laughs> Sandman is based oh, on the cult hit DC comics by Neil Gaiman, first published from 89 to 96. 89, yeah, yeah. So, this was so that's that's kind of but that like Neil Gaiman is where, where I see like the crosses and the chains and the spiky hair and the black on black on black, mm-hmm. you know, aesthetic. 
like I, I see I, I because of, because we grew up in that time that's where I attribute all these looks to what, what do you think uh, uh, yeah uh, part another part was uh, with what's his name uh, the fucking uh, the dark uh, that dark hero anti-hero guy uh, from the comics silver hair uh, dark warrior fucking morally gray as fuck fuck I can't remember his fucking name um, from which comic fuck um uh, Hmm. Let me see if I can look it up, cause, yeah. cause yeah, he he was also very old. I think he was in the seventies, and I think he also helped contribute to it. See, remember that scene? Let's see if I can look this shit hmm. up. Cool. Huh? Well, the first appearance of the crow was January nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. When when was the Sandman goth and everything eighty nine started? I think it was January, actually. Okay, I'll look it up then. Uh, Elric, Elric the uh, the the Menborn or the Melborn. Oh, Eldrick the Menborn. Yeah, Eldric, okay, yeah, I know him. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, can't, I I was like, fuck, what was that fucking that those fucking comics? The fucking character's name, I can't fucking remember. But I, I they think sucked. He, <laughs> yeah, I he they sucked, but the art was gorgeous though. Like uh, some of the art when what's yeah. his name worked on it. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Frank, Frank something. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. When he worked I, on it, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also that uh, also helped contribute to the modern uh, the modern goth style as well. Because I mean, you have Death, who mm-hmm. was one of the most quintessential characters in Sandman, and has some of the best lines I've ever read in comics, and that, that's her right there. And once again, we talked about we talked about death and the idea that you know she doesn't have a form; she just has a pronoun. It, she is a female. That is all we know about death. We don't know anything else about her. How she chooses to appear is whimsical and on a, uh, you know. Fucking... So it's a tie for first on the whole goth thing, that art aesthetic. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. literally, the crow and Neil Gaiman's rendition of Sandman, January eighty. January, yeah. Okay, so I was right. Cause uh, this, cause this was a, this was part of a New Year special for DC. Cause this looks a lot like the Crow's aesthetic as well. Mm-hmm. So I can't attribute all of it to Neil Gaiman. Uh, the Crow didn't. The Crow was a black and white graphic novel. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A series of comics in black and white with very similar drawings. Yeah. So like this, this was a thing that happened. It's just that with the Crow, like the the images and like the style evolved. Like Neil Gaiman has Neil Gaiman's art has always looked like this. Like always. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not discounting you. I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying, like, for longevity, I believe Neil Gaiman wins that round. But yeah, you're right, though. Like the Crow and Sandman, because like that third one on the top row, third one from the left, that looks like it's still out of a Crow comic. Yeah, I wouldn't know that that's Neil Gaiman unless I knew that we were searching Neil Gaiman art. Yeah. You guys are crow uh, on, on top of <laughs> on that branch. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we you meet Jessamy in the first episode of the of the Crow TV show. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like that one that was on Sci Fi. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm sorry, uh, Sandman, Sandman. Oh okay. <laughs> no, the TV like, show was trash, dude. There you go. <laughs> I knew Dead Man. You can't escape it, Dead Man. The TV I will. show, baby. <laughs> I will escape it, it but it always comes back. Ugh. But the funny thing is, though, is that I, I actually have some of my art like within arm's reach, and you can actually tell, 
like how much I've been influenced by the negative space stuff that Neil Gaiman did. Like, let me let me grab it. I'm gonna fucking expose myself. Why not? You're gonna expose yourself. Or you're gonna expose your artwork. Yes. Fuck. Damn. At least I'm not there, so. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need the, to smell it. Right. You, you, you get the full effect, Grave. All right, let me, uh, so this is one of, this is just one of the pieces, and you can tell, like, how much Neil Gaiman's artwork, art style affected me. And I have, I have books upon books of this stuff, and I, I, I love, I love the negative space, I love, you know, the black and white aspect, but yeah, like. Uh, it, it's weird because like I haven't I haven't visited like Neil Gaiman's art in so many years, but now now that I'm like now that we're revisiting for the show, I'm like, that's where that's born from. <laughs> Fuck. Like when I when I started Love and War, uh, DJ, like you saw all my primaries, which was a lot of a lot of negative space, a lot of black and white work. It's true, and I. <laughs> I always wondered, and I, now just looking it up, now it, it just finally fucking clicked. I'm like, Gaiman. It came from Gaiman. Fuck. But uh, anyways, uh, moving past this and just getting to the meat of it. Uh, well, yeah, I thought I was sharing that. Moving past this and getting to the meat of it. I would highly recommend Sandman. Uh, because if you like... Uh, if, if you like, uh, 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 you know, darker, uh, more eldritch type stuff, but you don't want all the pretentiousness of it, or pretentiousness, however you want to pronounce it, check out Sandman. Check out Sandman. There's a lot of heart to those stories, and I think it's really cool. Uh, and fuck everybody else who thinks that, oh, it's gone woke. It's always woke. You're just a piece of shit. <laughs> I think I can get it. I think I can get an agreement on that one. DJ. Yeah, pretty much. Was I wasn't paying with... enough attention to it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on though, Lord of the Rings uh, Embracer group buys oh, the rights to make these movies. To get going. Yep. I have to get going. But uh, all right, catch you all on the next time. But uh, you know, see you all later. Uh, Dead Man. Oh, uh, the lines should be arriving Thursday. Thursday. Okay. If not, then we'll go to Plan B. Plan B it is. Okay. Okay. So all right, see you all later. All right, cut this later, short, brother. Maybe next time. All right. See you later. Bye. So, Lord of the Rings Embracer Group buys the rights to make games, movies, and more. Middle-Earth Enterprise is now owned by the Colossal Video Game Company. I don't know who those people are. What? Are you familiar with them? No. <laughs> like, I know that name. I just... What have they made? Uh, Video games. So, Middle-Earth Enterprises was apparently the original... Uh, publisher of the last few media stuff, including the the movies, um, but they got bought out. So here's a statement from uh, the CEO. I am truly excited to have the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, one of the world's most epic fantasy franchises, join the Embracer family, opening up more transmedia properties, uh, opportunities, including uh, synergies across our global group. I am thrilled to see what lies in the future for this IP with Free Mode and Asmodee as a start within the group. Going forward, we also look forward to collaborating with both existing and new strong external licenses of our increasingly stronger IP portfolio. All I can see is that Middle Earth is the 
company that owns the worldwide exclusive rights to certain elements of Tolkien's two most famous literary works, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Hmm. That includes names of characters contained within as well as the names of places, objects, and events within them, and certain short phrases and sayings from the works. Um, I mean, so... I don't mind. I don't mind older older stuff being bought up for the idea of producing new material, but I do believe that there has to be an aspect of good faith in it. You know what I mean? I guess. Like okay, for instance, like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars being bought out by Disney. You knew the second you heard that they were just going to pump as much shit out as possible to oh, make yeah. as much money as possible. Oh, for sure. But like the Tolkien estate and Lord of the Rings has been so protected because of like his sons and daughters and grandsons and daughters. That anything that has been like involved with Lord of the Rings has always been, you know, blessed by the estate, or at least has been put out with good faith. You know what I mean? So, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind old properties becoming new again as long as they're made in good faith, like Sandman, like Sandman, like they they invited Neil Gaiman, like they 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 brought, they bought the publishing rights, they invited Neil Gaiman to do all the work on it. So I mean, like for me, there has to be an aspect of good faith. I mean, this kind of stuff really has no effect on me as the consumer. <laughs> like, okay, let's let's take the 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 twenty ten Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yes. A lot of people hated it. Yeah. Honestly, if if you just watch it as a standalone movie, it's not bad. But here's it's, it's like people are gonna do what they want. Kind of like Rob Zombie remaking Halloween and turning it into an absolute shit Garbage show. show. You know, it's yeah. like. It's really hit or miss. And, you know, like, I wish more artists and content originators, because I can't think of the right fucking words, were actually more like gaming in the sense that if you like it, that's great. If you don't like it, that's great, too. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, it's like the fan base fires back so hard that they ruin shit that actually could have been good. Like Cowboy Bebop. I.E. Cowboy Bebop. Fuck, yeah. You know, like... So and when that they purchase made with love. Yeah, when they purchase old properties and stuff and old like intellectual properties. Man. It doesn't matter if they're going to make it with love or not because people are going to hate it. So I <laughs> <laughs> like you're not wrong. That's just how it goes. <laughs> okay, so like for like, I, I guess to really That's this- why I want to make a movie based off of somehow acquiring an old intellectual property where everyone hates it. Because you can't please everyone, but pissing everyone off is actually quite easy. That's pretty easy. So, <laughs> okay, so like, because but for me as a consumer, I don't care if it's made with love or if it's made with dollar signs in their eyes. I'll probably check it out once. I like, for example, the 2016 Ghostbusters. I literally watched it once. I don't remember shit else. I watched it a couple of times <laughs> because I was trying to see. Well, like, you had to do the reviews and stuff. Well, not but... only the reviews, but I was like, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I was looking at it wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like maybe I went into this with a mindset of wanting a Ghostbusters movie and getting something else. Yeah. So I had to change my mindset and go back in and look at it as a standalone film, like the like the 2010 Nightmare. Yeah. And I was like, no, this this still sucks because the 2010 Nightmare could have totally like rebooted the whole series, the whole series. But it got so much hate that people just gave up. And that one, they really fucking tried. They, so it yeah, doesn't really matter if you do it with love or not. Everybody, people are going to hate it and it's going to die anyway. So I think I think the best way I could relate it to you would be like. If EA got a hold of the Metal Gear Solid license, or Activision got a hold of the Metal Gear Solid license, I'd probably play the games at least once to see what they're like. But so, but I'm not one of those crazy fan people, too. You know, 
I don't know. You it's got like, a tattoo and everything. Yeah, I have the tattoo and everything, but I'm not going to sit here and like gatekeep the shit either. You know, gatekeeping, I think, is a little bit different. I think gatekeeping is, is done by assholes who think they, they who think they know better. Like the dickhead that tweeted to Metallica. Oh, have fun with all your temporary fans because of Stranger Things. Oh, and, yeah, that, and <laughs> there was this there was this person. You know what? That's the kind of guy that'll rip the patch off your jacket because you can't name five songs. And I will fucking break his <laughs> fucking jaw for that, dude. If exactly. I have a battle jacket and someone rips off one of my patches, oh, it's on. That is that is literally a declaration of war. I am breaking something <laughs> of his. Yeah, fuck all that. Well, Most well, likely, well, it's his teeth. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> Put a pin in the Metallica thing. I actually want to talk about that. I actually want to talk about that in just a little bit, but let's uh, let's say goodbye uh, to Wolfgang Peterson. Uh, he was the director of the Neverending Story, and uh, very, very not successful, but still kind of lauded for some reason. Air Force One. Um, he worked in Hollywood for fifty years. He did The Perfect Storm, Troy, uh, Air Force One, Das Boot, and uh, he has passed away. Uh, Why'd they have to put Air Force One in the article I don't title? know. That's why like, like, there's so many out other... Out of all look at Troy, dude. Troy like. was good. <laughs> Outbreak? Poseidon? Dude. Uh, but he has passed away. Uh, I believe he was older. I, I'm not quite sure his age. 81. 81 years old. So he had a really good career and he influenced a lot of people. And I do know for a fact that Never Ending Story has this very specific love here on this fucking show between all three of the hosts. I have the book. I know. And the, the, the scene, <laughs> I can't read the scene. Yeah. I, I, I can't. Okay, so like that's only that's one of the only books that I can get through. Most of it, I can, I can read through it because I remember most of it. But when I get to that one part, it's flip. You like flip the page and you're like, oh, okay. The swamp of... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven, eight, seven, eight, 17 pages. Ah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only other book that really does that to me is the Wizard's First Rule, uh, by uh, Goodkind. Like I can read most of the book, just, just yes, 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 and then I get to one part, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I I don't want to skip it because it's so integral to the story. But I'm gonna read this really slow, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, however, um, from all of us here at VT Network, thank you, Wolfgang Peterson, for making part of our fucking childhood incredible and one of the most whimsical fucking stories ever, and for terrifying us of the fucking ocean <laughs> with the perfect storm, giving Troy new life. And for preparing us for COVID with Outbreak. No shit. Motaba. Motaba. Just rolls off the tongue. Uh, so <laughs> thank you and from VT Network so long and good night sweet dreams shut up Freddy shut up <laughs> fuck uh, Ezra Miller has apologized for his behavior and said that he's going to seek help for complex mental issues and nobody gives a fuck because he's already fucked the, M the DCEU oh Flash yeah fuck that kid so yeah fuck that kid we don't really uh <laughs> We don't really support or talk about people that are pieces of shit that bad. Except Machine Gun Kelly. Who's a piece of shit, and I make fun of him every chance I get. I just like torturing you with him. And, and, and you like to make sure that his videos get views on the post show. You oh, dick. my God. 
But you wouldn't show my one funny Onision video. Oh God, because Onision's Jesus, that's a whole that's a whole can of worms. Like Machine Gun Kelly. Uh just because Machine Gun hasn't killed anyone yet. <laughs> so th- there's been a um there's been this thing, and it surfaced on TikTok of all fucking places. Uh, but there was this this video that got put out that calls this young woman is trying to call for the canceling of Metallica because quote they're just a bunch of old racist white guys. Huh. So she's trying to cancel Metallica because of Stranger Things. Yes, I'm trying to cancel Metallica because they suck. Now we're not the same. <laughs> When uh, they tried to come back with Saint Anger, they should have. That not. was bad. They just should have not. That was bad. <laughs> uh, it looks like a TikToker is trying to boycott Metallica and cancel them after the success of Master of Puppets on the TV show Stranger Things season four finale. Uh, the TikTok user Serena Trueblood, uh, whatever, is your favorite something problematic. The video goes banned is ancient, so let's just jump straight in because it's going to be very very long. Uh, starting off with a bang, there is anti-Semitism. First, there's this picture of Hetfield and Ulrich doing a Nazi salute. More recently, Hetfield plays guitar in his own that contains Iron Crosses, and if you don't know, Iron Crosses are neo-Nazi dog whistle symbols. Uh, then there's also the fact that he hung out with Kerry King, this Aryan Brotherhood-looking motherfucker right here, who is obviously very proud to be wearing a Confederate flag. Now, I don't have the the images aren't included in this, or if they are, they're not here. Uh, I did not mean to kick. Click <laughs> that, but whatever. It's because you gotta slow the fuck down. <laughs> that's that's the full article. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. What's this dumbass's name? Serena Trueblood. What a stupid name. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna try to. I we're bet gonna... she thinks she's a witch too. <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna try to find it. Yeah. All right. Uh, but this fucking this fucking idiot. This fucking idiot. I am just... I'll guarantee you she thinks she's a witch. Is she is she claiming to try to be Mexican with that name? What the actual fuck? That's, that's hilarious. She has a Mexican flag in her profile. Two of them. But yeah, she thinks she's a witch. I guarantee it. We're trying to find the video, folks, so uh, bear with us. Yeah. Does it say what date she posted it? Uh, it does not. Oh, okay. But hmm. let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hold on. Just a second. What does her stupid eye makeup look like? At least they're different in everyone. Found it. Okay, this squiggly shit. I don't think that's Serena Trueblood. Alright. Uh just give me the original fucking video. Is this it? Nope. I think she took it down, dude. She might have deleted it. Because it doesn't show up and I went all the way back into twi- whoa, hold on. Say I accidentally scrolled too fast and hit a like. Oh, Not don't happening. Do don't do that. August eighth. 2022 is what it says. Yeah, no, she took it down. 
She took it down. Yeah, Probably the only one I can find is 8.5. So, yeah, okay. So let's try to look at this here. Uh, yeah, her last video is 8.6. So she took it down. So she wants she to... She got bullied off the app. She wants to start some shit, but she can't fucking stand to it. All right. So let, let's see if we can find... Does this have... Uh, because, honestly, I know exactly what guitar she's talking about. I know exactly what guitar she's talking about, and it is James Hetfield's ESP Iron Cross. He has one that's white with a black cross and black yeah, with a white yeah, cross. Yeah. Like, and it's not the Nazi salute when you fucking rip that last chord and you fucking stick your hand out like this, you know? Like, oh, oh no. Okay, so let's so let's talk about it one point at a time. The Nazi salute thing. They were playing in Berlin at the right after the uh, the wall fell. Yeah. There was a bunch of neo-Nazis. And this is not the dog whistler calling, you know, like the, the, the current generation of calling somebody a neo-Nazi. These were literally Third Reich motherfuckers. Yeah, these were like the real deal. These were real fucking Nazis that showed up at a Metallica concert thinking that Metallica was on their side. They had banners. They had flags. They had T-shirts with the, you know, the, the, the symbol on them. And so the, literally making fun of them on stage. He was making fun of them on stage, including the, the salute and the walk and everything. And they all fucking did it. They all literally made fun of them on stage. So those are those pictures that you see of uh, them doing the salute because they were mocking them, mm. openly mocking them. Uh, then she talks about the song, Am I Evil? Which is literally again a lambasting, and it's of, not even Metallica's song. No, it's not. But it is. A, it is a, <laughs> a, 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 a an, an anti-Nazi song. Yeah, literally, it's about the idea that they were trying to do the right thing, asking themselves the question: Am I am I evil? Yes, yes, and yes. Surprised she didn't try to bring up the cover they did on Garage Inc. So what? So what? So fucking what? Yeah. Because how does that one fucking start off? <laughs> we can't talk about no, that on the main no, we show. Cannot. Um, <laughs> However, then she goes on to say that they're old racist white guys. You want to name the, the, the nationalities of everybody involved in Metallica for the, well, the fans? Let's see. Lars is fucking weird-ass European. Not German, but something He's else. Danish. That's it, Danish. Uh -huh. The not German. The not German. James, <laughs> the German light. Yeah. James, I think he's like Irish or some shit. He is. Um, Rob, I don't know. He looks like a black Hispanic mix. I'm not sure if he's you Mexican. Look that up. There you go. Yeah. And my boy Kirk, Filipino. A Filipino. Yeah, there the are a bunch of racist white guys. When considering half of them are brown boys. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even considering fucking Lars and the Danish ancestries that he has. Now, if you really want to get technical, and because of Stranger Things, people loved Master of Puppets, which was penned by Dave Mustaine. Dave Half Mustaine is not really a racist guy. He's just kind of a turd. He's just a dick. Yeah. He's <laughs> just a dick. I don't always play Metallica songs in my show, but when I do, they're the ones I wrote. Dude, nobody cares. It's been like 40 fucking years. Get over it, dude. <laughs> uh, let's, see if, let's see the hands of the fans who gives a fuck that I played for Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> he can not see anything through his ramen noodle fucking hair anyway. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. It's like, oh, no, buddy, you're playing Master of Puppets. You notice how Metallica also doesn't give a shit? They don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really, they don't give a fuck. But, like, like, that beef is even more, like, pointless mundane. than the ICP M&M beef. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, 
so uh, so yeah, she uh, she did the the Nazi. They did. They, she talked about the the, whole, the the Nazi salute, and then she talks about them making fun of Kurt Cobain's suicide. I got bad news, lady. When did they make fun of. They Cobain's did. They suicide. made they made fun of the, the suicide uh. on on uh, on on stage. But I got bad news, lady. This was six months after his death. Everybody, including his own fucking drummer, Dave Grohl, was making fun of Kurt because Kurt wanted to be wanted his death. Everything about him was never up for being serious. Yeah. Nothing about him. That's why he would sing live and ruin his own songs. Yeah, and fight people in crowds. <laughs> Just like, so that way he's like, well, I'm not lip syncing. He's like, I'm fun, guys. Yeah. He did this shit on purpose, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also the idea that she said that Hetfield allegedly used the N-word to describe Ice-T. There is nothing that supports this. Ice-T doesn't even fucking support this. <laughs> uh, so he also played for Body Count. He played backup for body count. So the idea that he would call Ice-T the N-word in a racist connotation and then go play guitar for him. <laughs> like, are you fucking serious, dude? Like, fucking idiot. I mean, I could see Axel saying some shitty shit like that. Though. Well, Axel, we know, is like an open piece of shit. Yeah. But uh, also, like, his, his fucking, uh, his guitar, the Iron Cross. Yeah. It has to do with a fucking, uh, uh, I think it's his grandfather or something that fought in one of the wars. Probably, because I, that's, I remember that's, it was like a historical connotation yeah. to it. Uh, but yeah, like like so this this was something that just and a lot of fucking a lot of people tried to jump on his bandwagon, and and and, and nobody's having it. Nobody's having it. The, the whole cancel Metallica thing caught no fucking traction whatsoever. The idea that we're talking about it right now is just to put a spotlight on the idea that sometimes. You're fucking wrong, and one of the and this time, little True Blood Serena lady, whatever the fuck her name is, you're fucking wrong. The Iron Cross was a military decoration in the Kingdom of Prussia, and later on in the German Nazi campaign. But yeah, let's see, the Iron Cross was originally a medal designed in 1813. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they hadn't even like there there has <laughs> it wasn't even a there wasn't at that there point. wasn't even like 60 degrees of separation between fucking nutsacks to even think of nazis at that time like no. literally 100 and what 120 years before nazis ever happened a, long, a lot longer <laughs> like, than that yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah uh this is just this idea of cancel culture trying to you know do something against a band like metallica i mean it's, when we know we we have accepted their problems as fans because i'm a fan i'm i'm a fan to a certain point in their careers, yeah. Well, no, no, no. We're, we're fans. We're, like, we don't worship them. And then them. here's the thing about Metallica. They're going to cancel themselves because James keeps going to Alcoholic fucking Anonymous, dude. Uh, he's like, all right, we're going on a world tour. A third of the way through the world tour, he's stuck I in rehab in Russia rehab. or some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, how many times have you been sober? Like, Sometimes people are dumb. Yeah, Danny, we agree. Yeah, cancel culture is just stupid. Well, I mean, no, cancel culture against certain things is stupid like when people tried to come for filthy frank or joji 
How in the how in the living how are you gonna come fuck? for filthy Frank? Hey, did you not read the description on his YouTube channel? <laughs> did you not watch a single one of his the entire videos? Uh, the entire purpose of the TV filthy Frank channel was the embodiment of everything that's wrong with the internet. Everything. I'm a dirty old man on the internet. And you can't stop me. Yeah. Like one video, he's fifty six years old. The next video, he's sixty five. Yeah. Like whatever. I'm a fifty six year old man on the internet. And you can't stop me. Like it's it's. This fucking idea that they try to come for the worst, for bulletproof people, and they're not bulletproof because they're flawless. They're bulletproof because everybody that knows about them has accepted their flaws. Yeah, it's like like the whole filthy Frank thing. The dude is the meme. Like we know this. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna cancel. He stopped anyway. Well, TV filthy Frank hasn't even been a thing since like 2014 or some shit. When he was literally <laughs> suffering seizures from the stress of trying to film these fucking yeah, videos. Yeah, dude. Like, so, like, like, but that's just it. So, coming from Metallica, oh, they were alcoholics. Yes. Yeah, we all Their knew. fucking name, their nickname on tour was Alcoholica. There were t-shirts that said Alcoholica on them. And they <laughs> bought them. <laughs> the, the band bought them and wore them in fucking the London and Dublin. posters that said Alcoholica. Alcoholica. With their, themselves in the photo, holding giant inflatable beer bottles. They didn't Bottles of Jaeger. It was yeah, bottles of Jaeger. That's right. Giant inflatable Jaeger bottles. Like, and oh my God. They're, oh, they're, they, they played with Carrie King, a known racist. Yeah. Yeah, they did, because Kerry King wasn't always a racist. Yeah. Fuck. And how is cancel culture going for dumb shit like Metallica, but like Ted Nugent's out there? Because <laughs> <laughs> Ted Nugent hasn't been relative since 1987. <laughs> like, nobody gives a uh, fuck about Ted Nugent. It's like, it's like well, the same thing with Kid Rock. Yeah, it's the same thing Kid with Rock Kid Rock. Kid Rock hasn't been relevant since 2007. Yeah. But like, he Yeah, when he did that, that stupid... Uh, Sipping whiskey out the bottle. I don't even know that. Song. When he That's... basically like switched to country music. Oh, that was uh all summer long. All, all summer, summer long. long. Yeah, yeah. But once again, like like these motherfuckers haven't been relevant for 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 fucking forever. Metallica has always been. It, it's it's Metallica is 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 McDonald's nuggets. They've been around since the eighties, and they're always kind of kind of be around. And every now and again. They're you're gonna go back for some nuggets every once in a while. Yeah, you'll at least stream the new album once. Once you're, you're gonna you're gonna you know like hardwired. I streamed it. Was it right. wasn't great. It was all right. You know you can tell they're running out of shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which and I think they know that too though because they'll run like the hardwired tour, right? Yeah. They ran the Hardwired tour, but they only played like four songs off Hardwired. Everything else, was Rob, classic. Rob was like, "We need to run our '80s shit again." <laughs> like, yeah, Rob Trujillo was like, "They're not responding." Yeah, they're not. Resp they're here for master. That's one good thing about Rob is he did bring back some energy. A lot because of that deflated ass sound of Saint Anger was horrible. I can't believe they let the guy be like, "You're supposed to sound like a band that just got together, so we're not going to do solos." What? Well, it wasn't even that. It was, it was the creative nature wasn't there. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't. I, and I think you you showed me a video. You showed me a video of Rob playing Rob Trujillo playing guitar. Yeah, he was playing the flamenco guitar. And and uh, what's his name? James uh, looks over at Kurt and goes like, "Looks like you're out of a job. You're out of a job." And, and Kurt looked legit scared though. And Kurt was like, <laughs> "He was like, hey man, teach me how to do that." And that's not. <laughs> that's not funny, man. <laughs> they, yeah, because Rob already, was just sitting there chilling. He was like. <laughs> And he went for it, yeah. 
Like, he was like, your, your job. Yeah, he's going to take your job. He said something like that. Yeah, I, was, the joke I, think he re- I think James really did say, he yeah, looks he, like you're out of a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, he brought a lot of energy. He and, did, he did. And, you know. Playing, well, I mean, Rob came from fucking punk bands, dude. Oh, punk and uh, like, and ska. Yeah. yeah. So he had energy, dude. That uh, and his weird, like, bass dreadlock helicopter thing he would yeah. do on the stage. Uh, then he says, they already canceled Ted. He doesn't care. Well, there you go. That no, nobody <laughs> cares about Ted. You like to hunt a lot, so fucking what? Yeah, nobody cares about Ted Nugent, Danny. Like, like he has he has to matter to be canceled. That's true. Like, I'm not I'm I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm literally like like that's that's what it is. Like Ezra Miller be, Ezra Miller being canceled right now. That's a thing because that, he kind of matters. Yeah. Like, but but at the same time nobody's DC, upset about so it really doesn't no nobody's upset about it <laughs> nobody's upset about it like oh no you're you're canceling a guy who robs people in hawaii and is terrorizing the entire state yeah oh no weekly how could you do such a thing <laughs> like fuck that guy off the cuff premieres this weekend that is correct off the cuff uh and so for those of you who listen to uh us go check out dark charm media radio shows uh, but we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this bitch up. Selena Gomez has a new song in the works. None of us care. Woo. Um, can't even fucking see that one. So whatever. Hey, it looks like we're done. We're done. <laughs> so uh, do you want to hit the button? Oh, he, no. wants, he wants to hit the button. I kind of do. I think I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> So since DJ is gone, I'll go ahead and tell you guys about it. We have a Patreon, and that Patreon is up and running right now. Has been for several fucking years, but hey, this is what we do. We tell you guys about the Patreon because sometimes we have new listeners. Um, and on our Patreon, that is patreon.com forward slash VT Network, you can go there and you can get stuff because we offer stuff for you to get for a very small amount. Uh, for our one dollar tier, you get a producer credit on every episode, and that's every week and every time we do another educational. So on Fridays at five thirty, your name is put as a producer, which you can put on your resume. Go for it. We don't care. We want you to. Uh, you can also get access to the Marine Mental Minute and a minute with DJ, where they tell you about life and the world around you. For our UAV tier, uh, that's three dollars a month. You get the producer credit. You get the post show, which at, which releases every wednesday and that's where we get a little nuts we go into videos uh music that we can't play here if there's a new number one we play it on the post show you get a minute with dj and the marine mental minute as well for five dollars a month that is the marine mental minute is going to start getting a little longer though i'm down for it whatever it's your it's your show you do whatever the fuck you want with it you get access to the monthly movie roast which will be we'll be doing another one very soon i i really 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 want to do into the dragon with bruce lee we should do the devil's sword the devil's sword is gonna, it, that's, that's next yeah but we need we need a we need a we need a palate cleanser after in the name of the king oh gosh uh access to the post show you get your names right out loud at the end of every episode so everyone knows that you're our producer you get producer credits you get stickers our, our last month's stickers went out this month's stickers are already ordered i have to renew our fucking P.O. Box because I don't know why there was a problem. Something went wrong. So I have to renew it and uh, start a new contract. So uh, we'll have that up and running very soon. A giveaway every three months. The next giveaway is in October. A Minute with DJ and the Marine Mental Minute. And that is with every 
fucking show. So once again, patreon.com forward slash VT network. And that's, uh, that is our Patreon. That's our Patreon. You want to tell everybody about the merch? We got stuff. Oh, you can buy it. Oh, and then if you buy enough, you can try to make dead man puke. <laughs> VTnetwork.rebel.com. Fuck it. Take it. <laughs> there is a new design coming soon. I am working on it. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's like this, this last week has been hell for, uh, for, uh, the whole household. That is, that includes Grave Robert and me. And there's, we have been so, so, so busy with personal stuff that, uh, I just have not had the time to sit down and do this, but there is, there is a new design coming soon. And, uh, as soon as it goes up, we will let you all know. So yeah, vtnetwork.revable.com. Buy something for $7. Make me puke on camera. Do it. If you can. I almost got him. Almost with that one. Yeah. Danny still has a token. Danny, you can submit a video to vtnetwork84 gmail.com, which is our email address. But if you want to go to our other social medias, that is vtnetwork2 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We pay attention. We post every day. And we have media coming out every single day of the week. That is Monday through Sunday. We are doing something. And we're also trying to get involved with a charity. Uh, so we'll see how that goes soon. Uh, but also, we're involved with Dark Charm Media Radio shows, and you can find that on any fucking uh, platform you want. Um, F- Smoke and Mirrors, one of the stories that I wrote, just came out. Mm. And uh, uh, that it came out so good. It came out so, so good. Uh, it's one of the more pivotal episodes. And also, so did uh, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. Red Alert just came out as well. And that's also a really good one. Really dense episode. Really there was dense. a lot going there on. There was a yeah, lot yeah, yeah, going yeah. on. Uh, but a lot of fun, though. So go check out Danny at one. The only reason we promote them so much on our channels is because, honestly, not only do we love Dark Charm, but we work on it. We do. We're, we're writers and voice actors. In fact, that's another thing we did this week. Oh, you, that is right. You I and recorded. I both recorded a bunch of stuff for, like, next year. <laughs> for, the next couple of, yeah. for the next couple of months, including uh, everybody's favorite characters, Craig, El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I still can't believe fucking I still can't believe the following that some of these characters have. I don't oh, I don't understand it, but I love it. So go check out Dark Charm radio shows uh on your podcast apps. And I also want to thank uh Paul Shore and the Magic Squirrel Network for keeping us on and keeping us going. We are going to be meeting up in October 29th and 30th in Cincinnati, Ohio. We'll be updating the venue soon. We had to let uh October get a little bit closer because uh, there's weekly cancellations and stuff with the venue I'm looking at. So we have to let that get a little bit closer before we give you guys uh, the exact uh, place where you guys can come hang out with us. Uh, but I also want to thank the producers of VT Network, which is Lofiz, the Raging Caucasian, Cheyenne, This Asshole, The Grave Robber, Carol, Sherry Finks, Ashley, Mike fucking Smith, Gibby, and Donnie Hengel. Thank you guys so, so much. And uh, we love you all, and thank you. Without you guys, this show would be a lot more difficult to make. Yeah. So we're going to get the fuck out of here, though, and um, go to the post show where I got <laughs> I got a classic meme song, and you're going to love it. We'll so uh, say goodnight, Grave Robber. Good night, Watchmen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>